Daily Draft Report. Set your DDR to record now. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome into Daily Draft Report. It's your daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft, brought to you by Campus to Canton. Tonight's prospect. This one's a really fun one. One of the best prospects we have left, I think, especially from the offensive side of the ball. Christian Watson, North Dakota State, senior wide receiver, six foot four, two hundred and eight pounds. And my guest is almost as big of a legend as Christian Watson is, Andrew Harbaugh. Andrew, how you doing, bud? I'm, I'm doing good, Dwight. I, I, I'm not in. I, I had a very quick rise like Christian Watson, but I have very much plateaued. <laughs> So I hope that he does not do the same. That's that's where the comp uh, starts and ends. No, you've got a better nickname, so that's where you get ahead. So it's you're the Mandrew, so that's way that's better funny. than I don't know what he has yet. All right, <laughs> as far as recruiting profile, not much to talk about. I mean, he went to North Dakota State, so obviously he was just a three star guy. Three thousand six hundred eighty ninth ranked player in the class of two thousand seventeen came from Tampa, Florida. Had four pretty solid seasons at North Dakota State. Um, didn't play much freshman year, only nine grabs, 34 grabs his sophomore year. 2020 was a shortened season, so he had 18 grabs for 437 yards. But this last season, he had 43 grabs for 800 yards, seven touchdowns. Still not anything amazing, so I think that's kind of why the fact that he's in North Dakota State and the fact that those numbers are not exactly gaudy, maybe he flew a little bit under the radar. If you watch this kid play, you can see what he did on the combine. In his senior bowl, he had a phenomenal week in the senior bowl. In his combine, he absolutely destroyed it. Um, like I said, the measurement's up above, but he had a 38.5-inch vert, which was a 9.05 RAS score, a broad jump, 11 foot 4, 9.95 RAS score, and a 4.36 40-yard dash at 6 foot 4, 208 pounds. That is stupid mm-hmm. for a – so gave him a 10-point 10, 10 overall RAS score. Obviously, 10 is the best you can get, and – as far as size and athletic ability, a comp that he drew in the RAS scores was Julio Jones. That's that's not bad company right there. So. No, right. no, and that's the thing too. Like, I hate using RAS scores for comps, but I right. get the point where it's like there's th- there's times where it fits too. Like, it's great when you have like a player comp based on like a style, and mm-hmm. then you um, look at the RAS score and then it matches up too. That's fantastic, but. No, I was looking at my notes too, just getting ready for this here. And like, I didn't even, I, I do a lot of comps and like Watson, I just couldn't come up with a comp with because there's nobody that I can think of that with his size that plays that fast. Like, it's just unheard of. Like, and we were talking about it beforehand. Like, I'm still updating some stuff in my draft portal. I didn't even realize he had a perfect RAS score. Like, that, that, that's insane. And the biggest thing was that 4 3, the 40 yard dash time. There was talks down in Mobile that he was going to break the four twos. So um, right. it obviously depends on what your stopwatch is, and if you're that horrific person that was doing the first day <laughs> times at the combine, yeah. he probably ran a four one. But um, but now Watson at four three six with his size six four two oh eight, like that's just insane like and and the julio comp like raz score that's the thing too that was what made julio so crazy was he moved so fast for his size same with dk metcalf but watson plays a little bit different than obviously both of them and those are two really steep comps to come up with right yeah they're definitely well we'll go into it right now like they're definitely a different play style 
Uh, what traits and attributes does Watson possess? You think is going to make him a successful wide receiver? I think for Watson, it's like he's not afraid to high point the ball. Um, I think his vertical threat, his long speed, like we talked about, are all going to make him a deep threat from day one. Um, I think the other thing that's really going to give him an advantage is like when you watch him at North Dakota State, his route running is very clean. He's able to make cuts very well. Um, and he's also not afraid to go across the middle. So he's going to help too with like the short um, yardage stuff um, that we see guys like uh, Cooper Cup go across the middle, Debo Samuel and those types um, that are able to get you those extra touches or in the manufactured touches too. Like, that mm-hmm. big frame of his is yeah. to be able to take a beating. So, like, if you're um, a team, he, he's. I think he should go in the back end of the first. So, like, say you're somebody like a uh, Detroit at 32, or if you're a Green Bay with your second first round pick, and you want to take somebody like Laf- guys like Lafour or somebody like Campbell, hopefully could um, game plan where look, we got a playmaker, get the ball in his hands, type of thing, but. Those are just a couple places that I can think of off the top of my head. But um, Kansas City signing Juju, I don't think they need a receiver anymore. But beforehand, I would have said that too. Watson with them would have just been mind-boggling. But yeah, I mean, between, yeah, speed kills, but I, also his hands and his route running and his fearlessness are really going to be what carries him in the NFL. Right. Those are what things stick out. Like you, you, the speed, you know, you do notice that on tape. But like you said, he's he's very natural. He, he looks very smooth, very savvy. You know, he's got great hands, great focus. You know, he snatches the ball out. He makes catches look incredibly easy. He catches, but then he also knows how to, he catches it and he positions himself well to make plays afterwards. You know, he just, he does, he seems very complete, which, you know, so that's why I don't like that, that burner comp, you know, the burners, he just, I think it may take him a second to get up to speed, but man, I think he's got the potential to be a very, very good NFL wide receiver. So I don't want to go too far into the to, to the teams yet. You buried the lead there a little bit, Andrew. Is there anything else you noticed? Or yeah, I mean, just to round out the rest of the things like notes wise, I had on them. They did use them in gadget plays, like I said, and I talked about an NFL team utilizing that. But the other thing that Obviously, he's not going to be something you can rely on in fantasy, but they did use him in um, return situations a lot, too. So, right. a thousand yeah. career return yards. He did return two for touchdowns at North Dakota State. So, that's something to keep in mind, too, where I always look at special teams usage if you're, like, tied on a guy in a, in a rookie draft. Like, say you're looking at a guy like, uh, just looking here, John Mechie, for example. Say you're torn between... I'm just looking at receiver names, John Mechie and Christian Watson. I would, my tiebreaker is usually um, a combination of Raz score. And then also too, like who does the special teams? Cause special teams means if you're used on special teams, that means the coaching staff trusts you. The coaching staff trusts you. That means right. you get more reps in game time. So it's just more chances to make a play, earn points and uh, get the ball rolling from there. One other thing, he was an honor roll student and on the Walter Payton watch list, and he seems to be character-wise incredibly a good kid. You know, and that's something that I, I don't care. I think it makes a difference. So, all right, Andrew, what do you see as far as weaknesses, though? I would say, like I talked about, he's brave going across the middle, but he does leave himself a little bit vulnerable. Um, I think his vision, like he, when he scores a lot of the times, it's because he's beat his defender by three, five yards. Um, right. There's times when, like, the, I mentioned he does get the gadget play usage, but, like, it's almost 
or running lanes or like the vision he has are kind of holding him back a little bit. And even though he is six foot four, two oh eight, um, I do think he plays a little bit weaker than he should. But that's something that can be easily uh, coached up and literally trained up at the NFL level. So that last part I'm not too worried about. The biggest thing I would say is just he needs to be able to work or rely on more than just his speed to where he got away with it a lot, obviously, being as good as he is playing in the Missouri Valley Conference, which, no disrespect to that, they've produced a lot of NFL talent lately, but they haven't produced a lot of corner talent. So um, he's been able to use just his raw speed and kind of burn guys. Um, Mm -hmm. He's going to have to develop that hand usage and foot usage, uh, footwork, excuse me, to where he'll be able to work against NFL corners. Yeah, I, I would have really liked to have seen his three-cone and his shuttle, but I think he we might have seen a little bit of his weakness there, his, his change of direction. He's not as twitchy as you, as some people like, but he's six foot four, 210 pounds, you know. I, as far as I saw, it wasn't a hindrance in his game. Like, he did run really good routes, like you mentioned before. Um, didn't run a lot of different routes, but I'm not overly worried about that as well. And he only had two last year, but he had 16 drops in four years, which is not particularly great, especially with his volume. Right. But there was only, was only two last year. And as far as the mock draft database, this is fun, man. I, I like that he's getting this this love. Um, 32 to Detroit by Damian Parson from Draft Network. CBS's Josh Edwards had him going 28 to Green Bay. If he makes it past Green Bay, I would be stunned. Just absolutely stunned especially with all the recent developments. Uh, 26 to Tennessee, which I don't think is going to happen anymore either. Um, 24 to Dallas, which is <laughs> really odd. Uh, 19 to the Eagles. So, I mean, kind of all over the latter latter half of the second round. So, you mentioned Detroit and Green Bay, but is there any other places you could see them fitting? Yeah, I was looking through um, mock places and that, not, not just to boost my own site that I obviously consult with, but like right. Blue Chip Scouting, Dante Colinelli, had him 21 to New England. I mean, New England hasn't hmm. really addressed that receiver position. Yeah, um, that'd be interesting. You know that Belichick like Pat McAfee always jokes about it, that <laughs> he doesn't have time to sign free agents because he's too busy going to a, D, a D3 luncheon slash pro day for some defensive line prospect that he'll think be able to get a sack at some point in the playoffs against Josh Allen. <laughs> um Watson fits that mold where it's a small school guy, it's a hardworking guy, because obviously he came from a two-star to North Dakota to now where he's at with the senior bowl and everything. Um, I think New England at 21 could totally be in play. I can't imagine him going in the top 20. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Philadelphia would pull the trigger on or anything like that. I think 21 is really his ceiling, and I think his floor for like how far he could go would like to say Detroit there, but I think honestly, um, the Giants first round or second round pick, excuse me, I think in round two could be his ceiling as far as like that stretch where he could go. So um, it's much like Debo Samuel, not to make that, I'm not making comp, it's just scenario right. one. Um, Debo Samuel, when he came out, uh, that receiver class had a lot of top end talent that just kind of threw everybody through a loop. Um, but he was a very high priority day two pick. And then obviously you see what happened from there. So um, it's something where you get a team like the Giants who nail those picks at five and seven, and then they can take a luxury pick like Watson at whatever the pick is. It'd be 
39, I believe. Right. So, yeah, for them, yeah, that'd be I, what I could see them doing. I, I salivate at Green Bay, though. Like, I just, I think yes. he would, he would, I mean, he's not Devontae Adams, obviously, but man, he would fill a pretty darn big hole there. But what if, what if Green Bay comes on the board and, and Watson, Wilson, and Burks are all on the board? I mean, good Lord. <laughs> which one of those do you I think? think that's a possibility. Yeah, at, which one is um, the best fit? I think at 22, I mean, at that point, if they somehow have, you said what, Wilson, Watson, and Burks? Yeah, what if all three I are I mean, there? I would take Wilson and Burks before Watson. I mean, if I'm being right. honest. I think Watson's probably going to finish. Let me look at my rankings here. Right now, with me having a lot of the big guys done, he's going to be my wide receiver five behind Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, Jamison Williams, and George Pickens. So I'm a big George Pickens guy as well. But I love Watson. Like, Watson got a first-round grade for me. So my top five all have uh, first-round grades. Yeah, that's um, where, that's that's kind of where I, where I wonder. Like, I don't think all five of those are going to go before 28 or whatever. So I think Green right. Bay will have to choose. So I think Watson could, you know, slip to early in the second. So, And I think Which, Miami is a team, yeah. too, that is worth watching where Ooh. – They've clearly addressed the running back position. I, like, there was a time where you thought maybe Brees Hall was going to be like the pick there at twenty nine, mm-hmm. but they also have uh, holes on defense that they need to address. Depending if they get Taron Armstead or not, um, after his visit today, that could be another area of need. They kind of maybe go offensive line, but Mike McDaniel talked about it again in an interview where he said first thing he did when he met Tua was we're going to help you. He's like, that's literally all he kept telling to was we're going to help you. And he's done that with the running backs. He's done that with the franchise Gusecki and that. And it's, it seems like there's been a lot of good head coach hires, especially between offensive wise for McDaniel going to Miami and then Dable going to the giants, which are both, again, I just mentioned for Watson, Watson, somebody again, that for Miami though, I don't want to say Jalen Waddle mimics that style, but, Waddle's very much big play type of guy. And um, I'm interested to see what his role becomes with McDaniel. But I think Watson, if he does pivot him away from being the burner guy, I think Watson and Waddle um, would be a very interesting combo in Miami. It would be fun. Definitely. All right. Um, if you did a rookie draft today, super flex tight end, super flex tight end premium, where would you take, where would you be targeting Watson at? I've been doing these on the Dynasty. Here's another plug. Dynasty Nerds app. I've been targeting him in round two. He's It's one of those things where, obviously, before the draft, you can take advantage of it because everyone's obviously going to go to the Wilsons, the Olaves, the Dotsons, and all the big school names and that. Plus, so many people play Superflex. Quarterbacks obviously get pushed up there, too. But, yeah, I mean, heck, if you've got a rookie draft and you can end up with – say Brees Hall being your 101 and you get Watson at 201 you're sitting more than pretty I think so I mean yeah. it's again this is where it's like fantasy can mimic reality where um if you've got a top end of the second round pick totally invested in Watson and if you've got an end of the first round pick you're clearly there for a reason unless it's a trade and you're a contender obviously and you have a good team already roll the dice on someone like Watson so, I mean, it's one of those things. I wouldn't go early on him, and I probably wouldn't go middle of the first, no. but end of the first, beginning of the second, that's his sweet spot, I would say, for rookie drafts. Yep. Yeah, that's what I think. Early second, and pray to, if you're at the end of the second, pray that he falls to you. 
right. Andrew, tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and what you're working on, man. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew NFL. Um, I've got two places to say now, Dwight. Remember all the times when I'd have to roll through like everything <laughs> like a Rolodex? You can find me my this type of content, the fi- uh, the fantasy and the dynasty content, the rookie stuff, um, is all on Dynasty Nerds. And then um, I cover Penn State football for Nittany Lions Wire, part of the USA Today tree. So um, th- that's where you can find my work there. And like I said, on Twitter at Mandrew NFL. Nice. Thank you, sir. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at FF People's Champ. This podcast, Daily Draft RPRT. Um, I work at the Nerds and Campus to Canton. And I'm, I'm also trying to trim my places down a little bit. I feel like sometimes I'm stretched too thin. And, and sometimes you just like to make everybody happy, though. You know how that is. You just want to make everybody happy. You want to do everything yep. you can. So, All right. Thank you guys very much for listening. we got a fun couple weeks leading up to the draft here. Thank you all. And talk to you tomorrow.